and we got pulled over and we got caught because we matched the description of uh, some serial killers that they were looking for. Uh, Matamoras. It was yeah. in the newspaper. Why isn't that in your bio? Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 144, the Restricted Securities episode. This week, very happy to have on the podcast Stevie Tombstone. I'm a big fan of Stevie Tombstone's music, and uh, I just want to say it's mainly because, or at least in part because, when you hear Stevie talk, he talks like he sings, and, and I love that for some reason. Or maybe he sings like he talks. I don't know. You decide. Anyway, this is part two of his episodes where we talk about his album, Raised on Roots, and uh, he tells a lot of great stories about his experiences in the music business over the years. You can find his music at all the streaming services, and we'll have links to his music and his social media in the show notes, but of course, mainly you can go to stevietombstone.net. Also, make sure to check out his YouTube channel, a lot of really cool stuff there. And now, here is Stevie Tombstone. I'm a fighter, I'm a rambler, I'm a loser, I'm a gambler, I'm a preacher, I'm a fool, always keep the golden rule, I ain't the best you'll ever find, but at least I'm genuine. Met a girl down in the valley, not the one out there in Cali. Well, she looked me up and down, rolled her eyes and turned around. I ain't the best you'll ever find, but at least I'm genuine. I took a hit one night in Philly Called me white trash and hillbilly It went right straight to my head Like a pistol packing lead I ain't the best you'll ever find But at least I'm genuine Cause I'm a fighter, I'm a rambler I'm a loser, I'm a gambler I'm a preacher, I'm a fool Always keep the golden rule I ain't the best you'll ever find at least I'm genuine. I ain't the best you'll ever find. But at least I'm genuine. Oh man, funny story. Uh, I had this uh, record deal uh, on the Greenwood album, and I had a new manager. And I was supposed to fly out to California to meet them in person for the first time. And I, I got off the plane in San Francisco. And the first thing they did was check out my hair and my teeth. And <laughs> like a horse. And they said, oh, good, they're yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so uh, I knew that was going to be a short-lived relationship. So that whole, that whole song was kind of about that that just that whole lot you know that the, the entertainment business i mean you know um that, that's uh that's their main concern you know it's a commodity and and people uh people uh 
you know, if you saw Wyatt Earp walking down the street, you might not think that was a gunslinger. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, Hollywood and the media have have projected all these stereotypes and every. It's just there's so there's such a lot of plastic still out there. So I I really just wanted to write a song about hey man, this is me. Can take it or leave it. I may not be uh, I may not be what you're looking for, but I'm the real deal. You yeah, know, yeah. because. I'm comfortable with myself. So yeah. that's really all it is. It's just kind of like, you know, just, just be yourself. And if it ain't, if it ain't perfect, man, who, maybe you don't want to hang out with the perfect people. You know, when I heard, uh, when I hear this song, um, except for some instrumental breaks, when you start singing a verse, like when you start, when you start, you're singing the whole time, there's no break. There's almost no breath in there. Um, so I'm wondering about the there's writing. There's no breath. There's yeah. There's no breath. Um, there's uh, I want from the writing process. Is that hard to do? Is it easier to do? Where you have you know you have to fill up this you know the second verse too and the third verse and you want to have that consistency uh, or is it uh, um, more time consuming? Well, there, the key factor is that song's a minute and a half long. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So there's my answer. So so I'm not saying that much, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, um, just show them a little bit and then stop. But I, I think I think at a certain point, you know, I wanted to make the the song short, and I wanted to make it almost parody a commercial. Uh -huh. What do you mean about? Not being commercial. Oh, oh, that's you know, what you're saying. It's a, it's yeah. a ninety, ninety, uh, it's a ninety-second commercial about not being commercial. Have you ever um, sort of discovered someone, or not discovered them like you made them famous? But have you ever uh, known someone when they were just starting out and kind of knew, okay, this person's going to be really big, um, and then that that happened? I don't think you you know, but you can see the the quality. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of people that have the drive, I mean, I, uh, cutting my teeth down in the Atlanta area back in, in Athens in the eighties, uh, there was a lot of good acts coming out of there. So, uh, you know, one, uh, one great example is, 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 uh, is my buddy, Charlie star. He, he plays guitar on that version of Kevlar heart on this album. Um, he, he was a guitar player and a lot of, a lot of really cool bands around Atlanta. And now, you know, he's fronting Blackberry Smoke and, uh, and writing their songs and, uh, has a, has a great career. They're playing big rooms and, uh, yeah. and he hasn't changed a bit, you know, he's still just as nice as he was back then. Um, there's a lot of, uh, the Robinson brothers, uh, same kind of, same kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Patterson hood, you know, uh, we used to play shows together. He had a band called Adam's House, House Cats. Uh, we used to play, playing this double wide trailer in Mississippi back in the eighties. You know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of people coming up, and maybe what they're doing right at that moment may not be the thing that that uh, that springboards them. But it's really cool to it's really cool to watch the process. You yeah. know, and uh, I, I got lucky to be in the right place at the right time a few times and see and see that happen you know you can't look me in the eyes honey i can read 
your face I'm all alone in this old world And it seems a damn disgrace Silver crosses shine like diamonds As they dangle from your ears Seeking pleasure where you find it Left behind a trail of tears But I never seen A love so mean Tears me apart Take your very best shot I got a Kevlar heart I have tried to walk the wire Across the fire above your sin Just a single shot of kindness Could send me falling in But I never seen A love so mean Tears me apart Take your very best shot I got a Kevlar heart song uh, I wrote that the, the version on this is the original verse and there's 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 two different uh sessions that I did that and this 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 version was uh something I did in Nashville uh with Ken Coomer and Jeff Johnson and uh and Charlie uh, ended up playing guitar uh acoustic guitar on that track and that was the main the main deal but uh I just wrote that about uh it's kind of a, a dark anti-love song, you know. 
and uh, I was in a, you know, I, I draw little bits and pieces from my relationships, and sometimes it'll be kind of Frankenstein oh. out of conversations or snippets of this and that, but never all one one continuous thing, you know. Um, so that came out of uh, that came out of a relationship thing, you know, where where I was uh, seeing somebody that was still seeing somebody else, and and uh, I was. Uh, trying to not let that bother me and then and and then moved on you know one of those kind of deals uh, i think that was the storyline but it was taken out of two or three different uh different scenarios and points in time you know mm-hmm. uh sort of i'll do like a cut and paste uh method uh sometimes and change the the first or second or third person you know point of view on it and and come up with a like a plot, you know, like a mini yeah. plot. So yeah. that, uh, that, uh, that, that one worked out really good. Yeah. It has that, it has that feel of, um, when you, when you listen to it, even if you're not like, I, I'm, I'm someone who listens to a song and doesn't really closely pay attention to the lyrics, especially the first few times, but you hear it and the, just the mood of it almost feels like it's telling a story. Like if it just the musicality, and the the vocal, uh, the production feel. I'm, I'm like I I could I could listen to it, not hear a single word, and at the end of it, think I bet that I bet that song you know had a like you said had a plot, told a story. Yeah, Jeff did a a, a great job with the production on that, and uh, and pulling the right textures together. Uh, that was a that was a really really good session to learn. Yeah, uh, to learn some uh, production. Where were uh, where were these from. songs recorded? I recorded that one in Nashville, mm-hmm. Tennessee. Uh, the, the songs on that record are from, from probably from the nineties all the way up to twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a compilation of a couple of EPs, the the strong tracks off the EPs and some singles, and then we had some. Uh, some other sessions that never got uh, alternate versions that never got used. Oh, okay. So uh, I wanted to put that together, get them all in one spot. Is all scattered in the wind by the side of the road. You can leave all your troubles behind. I guess that number you smoke puts you back in the right state of mind. Left it all. In the haze, save it for later days, just in time. Four way stops and traffic cops and 
school box on our ten Seems the walls around us all are slowly closing in by the side of That lumber you smoke Put you back in the right state of mind I guess that lumber you smoke Put you back in the right state of mind I guess that lumber you smoke Put you back Man, uh, you know, I wrote that song. There was a couple of instances that caused me to write that song. Uh, and they were both touring touring stories. Uh, I've been a traveling musician since the 80s off and on. So uh, both both times I got detained on, on I-10. Uh-huh. The first time... First time I was with my band and and we got uh we got caught in a um, we got caught in some kind of dragnet or roadblock for there was uh there were some killings done in Mexico in the late 80s and we were going from I think like Houston to Atlanta and we got pulled over and we got caught because we matched the description of uh some serial killers that they were looking for uh the matamoras it was in the newspaper why isn't that Uh, in your bio so we got uh you know i don't know if that (laughs) that should be in there anyway uh change it for you okay um so that i we got hung up with that they finally let us go after like four or five hours searched everything and they gave me a ticket for for having an expired tag and then flash forward maybe 15 years later i'm by myself and i'm going from houston to atlanta and i get pulled over by the uh by a tobacco firearms homeland security type uh-huh. uh, thing just for the heck of it my appearance maybe and uh anyway they, they pulled me over searched everything in my in my car uh um, they, they, they dropped my guitar, I cracked it. Uh, they didn't find my stash. 
um, and they, they, uh, the, the officer came over and he goes, what, what do you do? And I, and I said, well, oh, I said, well, don't you know who I am? And he, he said, what do you mean? And I said, I'm a country music superstar. Can't you tell? I said, I have this expense. I had a, I had a burned out old Chevy van, you know, and, uh-huh. a, and a, and a, a futon in the back and a couple of amplifiers in my merch. And, you know, I was, I was on tour yeah. and, and they laughed so hard. They let me go. But, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was no reason to pull me out. They, I just, I think that uh, they're doing their jobs, but I just felt like, you know, I've noticed over the decades, man, that uh, the communications have gotten faster. The laws have gotten more oppressive to me uh, in, in some situations, man. And, uh, and <clears throat> I just didn't like the, what I saw happening, you know, with the, uh, with i felt like we were getting sort of choked off a little bit and yeah. and that song uh is kind of talking about that really man uh yeah i just trying to sum it up you know but and then the same by the same token you need to as they say take your head off and stick it in a drawer sometimes <laughs> <laughs> to get away from all that you know so yeah. so uh you know, that's kind of the message of that song. It's it's got a twofold twofold thing. You know, I'm I'm sort of making note of of uh, the more the more advanced we get, the more the less freedom sometimes we have, and to give yourself a break every once in a while too. Yeah. Do you have like a uh, like a dream or a fantasy instrument, like a something you'd really have always wanted to own? A fantasy instrument? Yeah. Wow. Or dream dream guitar, that sort of thing. You know, I'd like I'd love to you know, I'd love to have a, a pump organ in here just full of dust. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I'd like to have one of those in the cabin, you know. <clears throat> uh, uh that would be one of my one of my uh things. And I, I always regretted I love piano. I, I I'm a I'm horrible at piano and I was one of my one of my, I would just love to have a nice piano and be able to play it. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, just as simple as that. But but if I could have the ex- take it to the little more extreme, maybe some kind of pump organ would be cool. Yeah, I bet you could find something like that. Like uh, I see, you know, old church organs on on uh, Craigslist and stuff for free all the time. You know, you haul it yeah. out, and you can have it. Who knows how good it works? But a lot of times they'll say, you know, good working order. If the floor will hold it here at the cabin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, more from Stevie in just a few moments. I want to remind you that you can find his music at stevietombstone.net. Also, uh, go check out his YouTube channel. Look for his music online. Just look for Stevie Tombstone. It's all over the place. Uh, one thing I like about uh, Stevie's stories is you kind of can't tell if he's told them a hundred times or if this is the first time he's telling the story because uh, it seems very spontaneous but also very thorough. I just love that natural feel of his um, reminisces, I guess. Hey guys, this is Kendra. And this is Zach. From the Brown Brown Mountain Mountain Lightning Lightning Bugs. And this is Waves from our new album, Folk-ish, which you can find online. You can stream it, you can download it, or you can buy physical copies from our website. 
which is brownmountainlightningbugs.com. We also have some really cool t-shirts and some stickers. So head on over there. You can also find us on all of the social medias and we'd love for you to come join us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcast, or go to wncoriginalmusic.com. There are some links to the side to subscribe, uh, or just Google it uh, every couple of days. Uh, that would really help me out in a lot of ways, get me out of a jam, maybe. Corrections and clarifications from last week's episode with Julia Sanders. Uh, Nico was a uh, kind of an indie rock folk singer from the 60s and 70s and later. Uh, and also there was a Nico who was a, a gorilla in Longleat Safari Park in Wiltshire, United Kingdom. And I apologize to everyone for the confusion. This is Matt Walsh, and you're listening to WNC Original Music. My roadie werewolves approve. Under the red light, she's waiting for her man. She's got $25 and a matchbook in her hand. She said it helps to ease the pain, but her mama wouldn't understand. Under the red light, she's waiting for her man. She came from a broken home. She said she had quite enough. Then she stuck out her thumb That's when things started getting rough They dropped her off in East LA And took off all her stuff Came from a broken home She said she had quite enough Out on the streets tonight Nothing sweet about 16 Got holes in both her shoes, and she's living me. Where the voices inside of here, and the strangers in between. Out on the streets tonight, nothing sweet about 16.
this is probably my favorite song on the album, I think. Man, thank you so much. That song was banned on radio in San Antonio the first time it came out. Oh, yeah? Uh, it is about... Maybe I should listen it, to it closer. Uh, <laughs> just You know, I left home, and I was around people that left home at an early age. It's about it's about runaways, man, and mm-hmm. teenage runaways, and and uh, living on the streets, you know. And it's uh, it's not a happy story, um, and uh, some people uh, survive and some people don't. But uh, growing up uh, uh, as a young as a young person and uh, and and a, as a musician, uh, and I like I said, I I had you know. I would stay anywhere to be able to do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. the most, which was play music. And, uh, and I was in a lot of different situations and I, I saw a lot of, a lot of people's, uh, lives, you know, that were affected by, by that. So that song was just kind of a narrative, uh, yeah. about, about, about that subject, uh, without, without getting too heavy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, just, uh, a kid, trying to act older and having to deal with the repercussions of, of putting yourself in that situation. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, I know you've, you've, you know, you've got a lot of experience. You've been a lot of places. If you owned a venue, if you owned a music venue, like what's something that you would do different or you would, you've seen other places do that you want to make sure to have or something that would just like make your, your venue special, or are you just so opposed to owning a venue that you wouldn't even think about it? Well, you know, I, I I would do it if I could do it in a way that that made sense to to the to the artist that came in there. I, I was a I've been on both ends of the stick, uh, selling my talent and buying other people's talent. Mm-hmm. I worked in clubs when I was younger, and um, I noticed over time a lot of venues take on the business model that they expect the artist to be the promoter. Yeah. And I think the artist should be the artist and the venues should do the promotions. And they they throw that in the artist's lap. Mm-hmm. And um it's good to do DIY stuff and pull your weight on the PR in, but I don't like the current business model. So if I had a place, I would structure things differently. And I I mean I I most definitely would. Um when I started playing music i think there weren't so many people out there doing it there weren't as many venues um it was a little harder to get a gig uh maybe it was harder maybe there were i don't know (laughs) i know there was no internet and we had to uh we had to pull over and pick up a payphone and call and go who's playing tonight to make sure we were still on the bill (laughs) you know if we had to drive to florida (laughs) (laughs) or uh you know making your flyers at the xerox machine uh with the scotch tape that just you know little stuff having to use a map yeah yeah uh i don't know man calling trying to Uh, get on your morning radio shows crawling through the jungle with your bowie knife between your teeth (laughs) (laughs) but 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 uh i don't know man it's I've seen it all. I, I think there's a happy medium, you know, where, where the, the venues, I, I mean, the bigger promoters, they take a lot and, and they seem to just work with uh, the tastemakers and the people that are, that are filling the seats. There's, there's gotta be another way to do it, you know? And, um, and I, I, I'd like to see it. I'm real happy to see 
house concerts, private shows, uh, listening rooms and stuff like that. I mean, those weren't happening when I started out. So things are, things are changing. I've seen, I've been fortunate enough to see the music industry change more than any other time I think in history, like while I've been alive and, oh, yeah. and, uh, it's been just, just that in itself has been really cool. I don't, I don't like the way that the technology has caused the devaluation of some of the art because sure. of the way that it's transmitted. But at the same token, this is, I mean, we're talking, you know, yeah, there's, yeah we can't get together and we're we're together right now yeah. so Caroline oh Caroline through the laurels walk beside me in dark hollers, you'll find me when I'm gone. Far away, for peace and quiet, where the city lights blind you. Lonely nights will often find you. Caroline, oh Caroline Through the laurels walk beside me In dark hollows you'll find me When I'm area and I spent a whole lot of time here uh when I was a kid my grandfather was the uh was the constable here in this uh at Lake Lore and uh his uh his dad was a uh, made liquor and uh my my uncles were 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 law enforcement I've I've got family out here uh really cool family history uh, I spent a lot of time here with my cousins, who I'm as close to now as uh, brothers and sisters. But we were—I uh, spent a lot of time here when I was little, and then uh, then I went away, you know, and mm -hmm. pursued pursued my dreams. 
and uh, I went out west, and I started touring again and started coming back through this area, and uh, I kept getting drawn back here and, and spending time, and I realized, you know, uh, how connected I was to this area. I mean, I, I moved back, and uh, it's uh, it's awesome. So that was just sort of like another one of those songs I wrote really fast too. Uh, yeah. And I wrote it, uh, I wrote it on, uh, on one of my, one of my trips here before I moved back. Uh, and then it just sort of became part of the set, you know, yeah. and, and hung on there. My buddy, uh, uh, Buck Thrill Kill, who, uh, who lives up in, uh, uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina is playing banjo on that. And uh, I don't know if you're a Bad Livers fan or not, but Ralph uh, from the Bad Livers is the, the fiddle player on there. Yeah. So uh, it's also kind of special because I got a few, that, and they both toured with me at different points in time. So I get I get to I get to have my you know uh, little pieces of those those memories you know connected yeah. to the song when I when I get to capture that. So. Uh, a lot of times I'll take studio equipment with, with me when I travel and we'll do field recordings and I'll get back home and we'll mix them all together and make oh. a composite. And that was yeah. one of those uh, songs. It was a composite of field recordings done in four different states. Huh. And just, I just want to clarify, I like to, um, I like to uh, sort of rib people from South Carolina. Uh, but this was, <laughs> this was definitely written about North Carolina, not South Carolina, right? It, Oh, explicitly, yeah. this is a North Carolina yeah. song, man. No one, and it's understood. If anybody, there's no song called Carolina that is this about is a Western South Carolina, Carolina West original Carolina. music. So. That's right, yeah, right. So yeah, this isn't this isn't Western South Carolina. You're right, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I've noticed that nobody has ever. I don't even know if anybody's ever written a song about South Carolina. But definitely, if there's a song called Carolina, it's always about North Carolina, never about South Carolina. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I hate, I don't I shouldn't talk about that because South Carolina is like the number three state for downloads for the podcast. So uh, so no offense, South Carolina, but that's just uh, that's just how it is. You guys have uh, Charleston, so I guess that's good. Oh, 
just like a dandelion 7.30 a.m. Sleep in my eye Cold crank ignition Even sunrise Your silence is my best friend I don't want to do this Back all those times And I break down and cry 7.30 a.m. Sleep in my eye Cold crank ignition Even sunrise In silence is my best friend I don't want to do this That, uh, that version is is the second version that I recorded of that 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 particular uh, that particular lineup we did a we did a session at Arlen Studios with my my band the Texas Tombstones but uh, I'm gonna do the so we uh, we uh, we were on tour and those fellas always stayed up real late after the gig and um we got finally i remember uh, we were up in arkansas one time and we had a place lined up to stay and the fella said come on back to my house and you can you can stay here and uh i'll uh i'll put you up in the main room and it and you won't hear anything and you got to sleep like logs so it's probably you know it's after last call when we get there <clears throat> And they got some nice pallets put out for us. It's beautiful, but there's a huge grandfather clock in the middle of the uh, living room where we're sacked out, and it's got this alarm that goes off every hour. (laughs) I mean, really loud. Like, Uh you could feel the wood shake in the place. So I didn't get any sleep, you know. (laughs) So I started working on that song the next day, and I still had that... Uh, and that that ended up being the song about you know not wanting to have to get up and get in the car and yeah. and and head back out again and 
you know, while you're driving, you start thinking about stuff. So uh, way too much time to think behind the dashboard. So it was kind of a combination of those two storylines hitting together. Now that sounds... uh, And that grandfather. That sounds like a really cool... A really cool situation now in retrospect, but at the time where you like really pissed off trying to get sleep and this grandfather clock won't shut up. Oh yeah. 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 Cause I had to drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was first got, one up usually, man. Last one down, first one up. While you've got the guitar close by, uh, do you have any uh, musical impressions that you do? Oh man. Uh, I really don't, man. That's why. And, and here's why, <laughs> because that's why I started doing my own thing, man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought about, I wasn't sure when you, if you were asking me what was my impression of a good singer or if I had oh, an impression, I should, but, clarify uh, that man, I, that, I don't yeah. have any, I don't have any. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Do wasn't you have sure. any, well, we'll answer it that way. Do you have any impressions of any good singers? Impressions of good pe- people that stay inside their wheelhouse, man. And, and, uh, and and don't try to, to show off all their capabilities within the first 45 seconds of the oh, song, yeah. man, and just serve the song and listen to the lyrics. Uh, those those are those are my favorite singers. They may not be technically great, but uh, if they're comfortable in their own skin, you know, uh, I could never emulate anybody else 100. percent So I I that's how I ended up writing my own songs was the inability to play everything I heard uh, around me when I was young, I'd, you know, taught myself and said, well, I guess if I write my own songs, it's a lot easier to learn those than maybe have to look at the sheet music. I don't understand, you know, so (laughs) I, I, that's how I started writing songs. All right. I want to thank Stevie for coming on the podcast again. Just had a great time talking to him. Again, I love all those stories. I could have done a separate podcast on each story, each song probably. Uh, again, find him at stevietombstone.net. Hopefully he'll be out touring again soon. Uh, he does quite a few shows when he is out playing live. So make sure to follow him on social media so you know when that will be. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcast, or just uh, about every four hours go to wncoriginalmusic.com and just click on something randomly there. Supplying the closing song for this week's episode is Clark Blomquist. Clark is a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist and visual artist living in Carborough, North Carolina. He has been a member of several bands including Crankshaft, The Kingsbury Manx, Work Clothes, Walmus, Spider Bags, Dan Melkor Band, Cold Cream, and Tegusigalpan. I should have asked him. I asked him what is, how to say his last name. I didn't ask him how to say that. Anyway, you can find him at calbertblomquist.com or check the show notes for his music. Here's Clark Blomquist. Have a good week.
I've got a Whoa, don't everybody get off this bench at once. I'm going to fly off. 